to a high mountain park and was transfigured before them. You kind of got to catch this. He's, here's Peter, James, and John, three disciples, and they go up on this high mountain separated from the other disciples. It's just the three of them and Jesus. And it says in verse 2, and Jesus was transfigured before them and his face did shine as the sun. His raiment was white as the light. There, there's, you got to understand the transformation is kind of happening here. And, and, and they're seeing this. And we, we are, he's been teaching and preaching and ministering on his death, burial, and resurrection. He knows it's drawing near. He has to get away from everybody else. And he gets them and they are all there, the three of them. Uh, and Jesus, and they are alone with the Lord. And, uh, and then in verse 3, And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with him. Now, if that's not theology, I don't know what is. What happens after you die? Now, I know Elijah was translated and all of that, but... Here's Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Let that sink in, okay? Just think about that for a minute. There, there they are. You know, can you imagine what Peter and James and John are thinking as they're sitting there looking at Jesus being transformed and then Moses and Elijah are there. They're there. Look like like literally there. That's just wow. And it says, The behold appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with him, and then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. I'm just happy I'm here. I think this is so cool. It's good for us to be here. And I can imagine that's just how Peter would have said it. And uh, if thou will, let us make three tabernacles, one for Moses, one for Elias, and, and one for you. And, uh, and while he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were sore afraid. I realize they fell on their face and were sore afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise, be not afraid. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no man save Jesus. So Moses and Elijah were gone. And uh, they opened up their eyes and they only saw Jesus. I want to preach this morning. This is what I feel God's really given me for this congregation. Is God's inner circle. God's inner circle. If one of y'all would go ahead and lead in prayer for us. Lord Jesus, we are called here today, Lord, by you this morning, Lord, to hear the word, Lord, the gospel, Lord. We pray, Lord, today, Lord, that you would open up our understanding, Lord. Open up, Lord, our spiritual eyes, Lord. Unstop, Lord, our spiritual ears, Lord. Lord, sensitize, Lord, our body that we may feel your presence, Lord. Hallelujah, in our spirit, Lord. We pray, Lord, for your word to come forth, Lord, and let us receive of it, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. That we may be able to drink it, Lord, as the living waters, Lord, that brings life, Lord. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Am
Amen. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a hand of praise. God's inner circle. I want to ask you a question today. How close to Jesus have you been? The next question is, how close to Jesus do you want to be? We all came to church here today for Jesus. I mean, I know some may have come for a young girl or some guys may, may have come for a young girl. Some girls may have come for a young I understand that. But no, nobody, that's not anybody's reason. But amen corner over here. All right. So, so you came for Jesus, right? All right. So you came for Jesus. That's good. So if you came for Jesus, how close to Jesus do you want to be? How close to Jesus do you want to be? We all came for different reasons and perhaps different motives. I'm not talking about bad motives, just different motives. And the level of Jesus that we came here and we desire to be may be different and varies from individual to individual. And I'm not knocking any of that because we are all at different walks with God in our life. And, and therefore, perhaps someone is just brand new to Jesus and, and they're not necessarily in this place just all in yet. They're feeling things out. And, and, and you know, they're kind of checking things out and seeing about Jesus and they're they're discerning a little bit and, think, and so they they want more of him, but maybe maybe you're not quite ready for all of him yet. You'll get there, keep coming. Some some come, they they're happy. They are happy. Perhaps some of you, I don't know, want to be an acquaintance of Jesus. You, you know him at church. I can come, amen, when they sing that song and, and they get, holiness has a name and it's Jesus. And, and you just want to lift your hand and you want to feel him. And when you feel him and you lift your hand, he just, it, it almost is like he touches you. Anybody ever feel that? He touches you. And, and, and so, and, wow, it's so good to see everybody here this morning. Praise God. I'm excited. Titus back there. Titus is leaving uh, to go in the Air Force, right? Tomorrow. So, some are satisfied being an acquaintance of Jesus. I'll come, touch Jesus. Jesus, most of all, touches me, and I leave, and I go on about my business and I go on about my day and I work my job. You don't necessarily want to be close enough that you've got a cell phone. Or what do they call it now? It's digits. You know, you, you, don't, want, you, you don't want to be that close. I'm not knocking that. And, 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 you know, you still have some things in your life that you're like, you know what, I do want a little distinction between me and Jesus. Amen. Some habits, perhaps, that and we've all had them that maybe I'm not quite ready to let this go. 
Every time I come, it seems like, you know, God knocks on the door of my heart and I, and I just feel a pull to have to give this up, whatever this is, to get where I want to get with God. Anybody, does that make any sense? It's so... Um, uh, you, you know, you're not ready to dive in, and I'm not expecting you to dive in. You're, you're, you've got your foot in the water, okay? You, you know how that when that water you go, you go to the springs, Christian, and you got your foot in the water, but you're not sure if you really want to dive in yet. And, and, and then maybe, maybe you get a little bit deeper, and your knees are in, and, and you're like, okay, that's far enough. You know, that's how we are. Even the scriptures, there's one scripture. That's how sometimes we are. And then some people are just, I've seen them, they just go up. They don't even feel, and they just jump in. And, and sometimes that's how we are with Jesus and with our spiritual relationship. The spirit could be like that water. And how far you're getting to know the Spirit of God. It can be like that water, you know. I, I want to feel it a little bit. It, it feels good, but, you know, I'm just going to come for a few services like this. A few months, you know, a few years, and, and this, this is good. I'm going to be right here. And, and then a little after that, you know, oh, that, that feels good too. And, but I'm not quite ready for that yet. And, and, and that's sometimes how, how we do in our relationship with Jesus. We want to be close to Him. Maybe you want to be close to Him. Or you want to be close enough to Him that you know somebody that's got His digits. Because then you can messenger them. And they can get in touch with Jesus about your situation. And, uh, and, and that's cool. That's it. And you feel good being acquaintance. You, you come in here and you sing that old song, He touched me. Oh, He touched me. And all oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something wonderful happened. He touched me. And you're great with that. And right now, that's all you want. And that's okay. You keep coming. That's okay. You keep getting closer to God. Now, personally, I've been living for Him for a long time. I don't, I don't want my touch. Don't get me wrong. But I want more than a touch. And I don't want to just sit on the side of the pool and get my foot warm. Moses, you know, a bush flamed up and it didn't burn up. It wasn't consumed and God started talking to him out of the bush. Take your shoes off, Moses. This is holy ground. Now, I mean, wouldn't that be... But there are some in here that's like, I want a burning bush experience. And then there's some in here that are like, you know what? I'll just dip my toes down in there a little bit and I'm satisfied. That's good. No burning bushes, please. 
I have heard people say, I'd never do that unless God spoke to me in a burning bush. You better watch out. He can. He can. And I, but do you know God can talk to you? Do you know God can talk to you? You can have a relationship with him that you talk to him, but he talks back to you. And, and, and for me, I, that's what I want. Paul kind of described this cool experience. I want you to grab this, 2 Corinthians 12. And, and I believe it's third person. Is that how I say that? That's, that's kind of how he was talking here. Is in the, he, he's talking as if he's describing something that happened to him, I believe, but like he's just witnessing it outside himself. And, and what he says, it's not expedient for me to doubtless to glory I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. So Paul, the Apostle Paul is saying, I've seen visions and I've seen revelations. Anybody here ever seen a vision? Yes. Go, go ahead. It's okay. And it's okay if you haven't. Anybody ever had a revelation? God revealed something to you. Go ahead. It's all right. And, and, and so the Apostle Paul says, I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. That's going to happen. And he says, I, this is where he kind of goes into that third person thing. I knew a man in Christ. We know who you're talking about, Paul. I knew a man in Christ about 14 years ago. He couldn't tell them straight up then. He was concerned about how they would take him. But let me tell you about this guy I knew. And whether in the body, I can't tell, or out of the body. And right there it gives away who he's talking about. I, I don't know what happened. I can't tell you if it was in the body or out of the body. But I will tell you 14 years ago it happened. He's not even talking about something. This is not, don't think that, you know, this is going to be a daily occurrence. But, but God sometimes allows us to go beyond the natural and see into the spiritual. And uh, I knew a man about, a, a, a man in Christ about 14 years ago. And I can't tell if it was in the body or out of the body. But such a one called up to the third heaven. And I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth. I'm talking about an experience that Paul had here. And as I read these experiences, these are not just experiences that Paul had or that Peter could have or that Moses could have. But you are his newborn creation. You are his child. You are the one he loved. You are the apple of his eye. And, and, and he is not keeping things from you. And when you are ready, there are things in your life that he wants to show you. There are visions that he wants to give you. There are revelations that he wants to reveal in your life. And, and listen to what Paul says. I was caught, this guy, this third guy, this other guy, not me. It was him, but he was caught up into paradise. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine being caught up in the third heaven? You don't know if it's an in-the-body experience, an out-of-the-way. You don't know any of that. But you just know that God allowed you to see paradise. And you heard unspeakable words. You heard things that are not lawful on earth to speak. Of such one will I glory. I'm going to glory about that. But now, notice what he says. Yet of myself I will not glory, but in my infirmities. 
he understood that God had allowed him to see visions. God had given him revelations. But God had also given him infirmities. Because the visions and the revelations were so powerful and, and, and so amazing and so beautiful that God had, in a way, to keep Paul grounded here to do his missional work here on earth. He couldn't stay in that third heaven, and that pain in his body would draw him back from that revelation that he had. And then ultimately, he would be like, leave the pain, let me have the revelation. Somebody give him a hand of praise. Are y'all with me this morning? Paul had revelations, and I want more. Is there anybody in here? It, you, don't, it, you don't have to have. Oh, you don't have to have what Paul's saying. You don't. You, maybe you're not ready for a third heaven experience and seeing paradise and hearing that you might not be there. But heaven, you would say, I want more. I want more than. Raise your hand if you want more than where you've been. More than what. You, that's okay. That's good. Paul saw visions, Paul had revelations, he was caught up, saw the third heaven, saw all these things, and I, I, I want to seek after the things of God for my life. I want more. Now, don't misunderstand me. I am satisfied in a personal way with whatever God allows me to see and have. I'm good. If God says that's it, that's enough, then I'm satisfied. I'm happy. What I'm not happy about, though, and I'm not satisfied, is if my person, if my humanity continues to keep me from what my deity, Jesus Christ, is trying to take me to. If my flesh is constantly overpowering my spirit and I'm not seeing the things God wants me to see because I'm way too much in my flesh and I'm living way too much like the flesh and it's not that God's giving you everything. It's you can't get to everything because your humanity is hindering you from what God is wanting to show you. And sometimes that takes sacrifice. Sometimes it's a sacrifice we're not willing to make. And sometimes we are. Sometimes it's a consecration. Romans 12, Paul tells us like this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. You want to know how to go further? You want to know how to hear more and to receive more and to go further in Christ? Do you desire these things that God desires for you? Do you want to be more, know more, hear more, understand more? Do you want to hear the voice of God speaking into your life? When you talk to Him, He talks back to you. He says, I beseech you therefore. By the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy. Acceptable unto God. So I got to present this. Acceptable to Him. Am I, would I be pleased in His presence? Can I get an amen? Where's my amen for you? Because if 
what if my body and how I'm presenting it is not acceptable, do you think I'm going to be able to walk through the door that God is wanting me to walk through into His presence? I want to ask that question. Any answers? Holy, acceptable unto God. And then look at what it says, which is your reasonable service. And then verse number two, listen to this. And be not conformed to this world, to this society, to this image. But be ye, and here's the, similar to the word that it used, was used when Jesus transformed himself on the Mount of Transfiguration. But ye be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Oh, somebody ought to clap for me. There is someone this morning that you came in this place today and you had an unction and a desire and your heart being the last few days or the last few weeks or maybe it just started this morning. God, I want to know you more. God, I want to draw closer to you than I've ever been. Maybe you've been living for God 50 years. It doesn't matter. God, I want to know you more. I want to walk in places I've not walked. I want to hear things I've not heard. I, I want to feel things I've not felt. I want to know you more. There's somebody you want more than a touch. Is there anybody that came in today? I want more than a touch. The touch is good and that's all God wants to give me, but I want more than a touch. There's a door open. It's open to his inner circle. And the difference in God's inner circle and someone else's inner circle is this inner circle is not reserved for others. It's reserved for you. It's reserved for you. God is no respecter of persons. It's an inner circle that if you will come, you can come. Amen. I know I've been ousted out of other inner circles before. I've been in their inner circles, and, and I've gotten kicked out of those inner Anybody know what I'm talking about? I've been asked to leave those inner circles, but God's inner circle, you're invited, my friend. God, that's where God wants you to be, and, and that's where God desires for you to be. And, and you know, notice he took Peter and James and John up on a mountain away from the rest of the disciples, and, and then he showed them and allowed them to have an experience. And after the experience, he told them, "Don't tell anybody until I've been uh, uh, until I've." I've overcome the cross, the death, burial, and resurrection, I believe it is. And, and, and he's like, don't tell anybody. They wouldn't have understood that. They wouldn't have liked that. Why weren't we invited to this circle? And perhaps they weren't ready for the circle. Perhaps they they hadn't, uh, maybe there were still some 
changes that they needed to make in their image and before they got to that place I mean if you're in a place where where Jesus is transformed and, and, and you're seeing that likeness and you're seeing that brightness of his glory guess what you better be ready and right in that place so these three were ready to obviously to go up the mountain and God has got some things I believe that he's wanting to take some of you up the mountain and he's not wanting to leave anybody out but you got to understand to go up the mountain you got to make the climb and the climb sometimes is difficult it's not easy Look at John, Revelations 1, I want you to think, I just want you to think about, I want you to think about if this was you. It wasn't, but I want you to think about if this was you. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. He knew how to be in the Spirit. And I heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I'm Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. Who was that? That was God. That was Jesus. And what thou seest, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia. Then he goes to lay out the churches. In verse 12, he says, And I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. In the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle his head. And his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow. And his eyes were as a flame of fire. And his feet like unto Imagine this is you. What, I want you to see this. And as they burned in the furnace, and the voice as the sound of many waters. Have you ever been where waters come together and several rivers come into this one spot and it makes a beautiful sound? And his right hand, seven stars, and out of his mouth a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. And when I saw him, he did what he did before. I fell at his feet as dead. And just like before, he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last, he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, amen, and have the keys of death, of hell, and of death. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm going to start having visions of seeing Jesus. I don't know, but I'm going to tell you that there are doors open in your life that the only thing that's preventing you and hindering you from walking through those doors is your humanity. And how much of your humanity are you willing to lay at an altar? How much of your humanity, your flesh, are you willing to deny? How much of self are you willing to deny? Because the only barrier to many of these doors that God has that He wants you to walk through, these places that He wants to take you to, this uh, this emptiness that he wants to feel this loneliness that he wants to let you know you're not alone and the only thing sometimes hindering us from going to this place is our humanity you know well i, I got stuff i got junk i got things I, I got i don't know entertainment i got all these things and these things that we don't realize that, that things stuff will sometimes keep us from what God is wanting to show us and do in our life. And we got to say, you know what? Take it all, but give me Jesus. 
didn't go, they didn't see Jesus transfigured. They didn't see him and Elijah. They didn't see Elijah and Moses. Could you imagine how jealous they would have been if they got back down? I'm being serious. If they got down, man, we say, you're not going to believe this, Brother Cruz. We saw Elijah. Brother Cruz is going to be like, why didn't I get to go? That's why I said, don't tell anybody. We're going to tell somebody. Right. It's going to mess the unity up. Right. All these other disciples are going to be mad at me. Right. God took an inner circle up the mountain. And they saw something others never saw. His glory. His transformation. That word for transformation is metamorphe. And it means a change into another form. A transformation. A change of countenance. A complete change. I want to say that in typology, it is likened to your transformation when you are truly filled with the Holy Ghost. I have, I have seen, I remember Brother Banks talking about seeing two angels up here that were enormous when I was preaching one day. And they were just mounted right there. I, I remember looking in this sanctuary and it was like there was this haze, this fog. And the only way that I can explain it is just the Shekinah glory of God was in this place. It doesn't happen all the time like that. But these are places in God that God will allow us to go. Matthew 17 and 2, His face did shine as the sun, His raiment was white as the light. Mark 9 and 3, his raiment became shining, exceeding white as snow, so as no fuller on the earth can wipe them. There's no chemical, nothing could make anything that bright, that white. Luke 9 and 29, the fashion of his countenance was altered, and his raiment was white and glistening. Hmm. Think about that for a moment. The presence of God. So strong. You see him transformed. You see him changed. And that transformation is so much types and shadows of our transformation when we are born again of the water and the spirit. I've seen people in here after they get the Holy Ghost and I've walked up to them. And I, the only way I can explain it, the heavens glow. It's, it's almost like you can see it. Anybody, y'all know what I'm talking about? And they just got, their, their countenance has changed. And, and, and while they're not having the same metamorphosis that Jesus was as, as, he was uh, as he was transformed that day, but they are having a metamorphosis of their own because you are being changed, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And when Jesus is inside of you, guess what? The inside of you changes and ultimately the outside of you changes as well. And people will notice there is something different about you. There is something that changed. There is something. And that's why sometimes people, they want it all. But the water's a little cold. 
So they're just right here. It's okay. Just don't go back that way. And, and then they get knee deep. Oh, that feels good. It, it might take them three months or it might take them three years. It's not up to us. It's up to them and God. It's their relationship with Him. But God is trying to take us somewhere. Peter, James, and John, if you think about it, he, he took them to a place high up on a mountain. They didn't want anybody to be able to mess up where they were going, what they were doing. They didn't need any interruptions. They didn't need any carnality. He had to take just this inner circle with him because, you know, uh, Peter said what he said, but there's no telling what somebody else would have said if they weren't ready to see that. His countenance altered. They saw him transform. At a hospital, I'm not technically an employee, I'm a contractor. But they have different employees. They have people that are full-time. You have people that are full-time where you work? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're full-time, that means... Don't take this wrong. You belong to them. <laughs> Your schedule... It's surrendered to them. I mean, it's not like, yeah, I'll go in Wednesday and next Friday, and I'm going to take next week off. And, no, I mean, there's, if you're full-time, there's a commitment. Now, with that commitment, you're committed to them, but they're committed to you, hopefully. And they give you benefits, and they give you vacation days, and when you're sick, they give you sick days, and... And I don't know what other benefit. They give you 401ks and invest in your retirement, right? And you got all these goodies. But when they need you to work, you got to work, right? Everybody's gonna be like, I don't want to say that. <laughs> but that's the truth. And, and then, then in the hospital here, they've got part-time. Now, it's not as committed as full-time. But they don't get vacation time. They don't get benefits. Now the part-timers are guaranteed 20 hours a week. Full-timers are guaranteed 36 hours a week. Part-timers are guaranteed 20 hours a week. You're employed part-time. They guarantee you they're going to give you. But you also got to work 20 hours a week. And then they got these employees. Which is my favorite. It's called PRN. It means as needed. And the commitment level is not there. They work when they want to work. I mean, you got to work a certain amount, but it's more, okay, I can work Monday and Wednesday. And that's all. I can work Wednesday and Friday, and that's it. And, and that's more casual. But the difference in the three levels of employment are the full-time are committed. The part-time are semi-committed. And the PRN, they are committed at all. But guess what? Hospital doesn't have to give them a shift either if they're PRN. If, there's, if, they get, if it's getting tight, census is low, they don't need employees, guess who they send home? The PRN, the casual commitment, is the one they send home. 
What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying in living for God, and I'm not talking about your time, full-time, part-time, or casual. I'm talking about your heart. How committed is your heart? Are you the full-timer? That you're all in? God, whatever. Whatever you want, whatever you need. Have you reached an apex of spirituality and you don't seem to be getting that breakthrough anymore that you crave and you desire? And I just ask, do you need to change that commitment level and move away from the when you came in and you were just the PRN casual, you know, I'll come when I want, I'll see y'all, you know, four or five times a year and, and that'll be it. Is God changing you? Is He changing your heart? Is He wanting to get you to a place that you are more committed to Him? Because I guarantee you the heart of Peter, James, and John was full time. It was all in. I'm not talking about their time. I'm talking about their heart. It was all in. When he took them up on that mountain and they saw his transfiguration and they not only saw his transfiguration, they saw Moses and they saw Elijah. Guess what? They weren't half-hearted. They weren't half-committed. They were like, Jesus, we're all in. We give it all this thing. Whatever you need, whatever you want. Oh, hallelujah. Luke 12, 48 says it like this. For unto whosoever much is given of him shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much of him they will ask the more. If you want to be the one to climb on the mountains of transfiguration and be willing to make the climb, you have to be willing to work. You have to be willing to fast. You have to be willing to pray. You have to be willing to sacrifice. You will have to know what a life of sacrifice is. And you will have to be willing to live at a deeper level of consecration than what someone else perhaps is living at. And sometimes you might even get upset. And you might say, God, they're not all in like I am. And it seems like they're doing just as much as I am doing. But you don't know their prayer life. They might not have got that vision you got last night. God might not have spoke to them in that, in that quiet, still, small voice like he spoke to you. And that's because it's not about us and them. It's about us and him. And are we willing to take that deeper level of consecration? If you want the miracle, you have to be willing to make the climb. I said, if you want the miracle, you have to be willing to make the climb. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord right now. If you're committed to God, God will be committed to you. In the opening scripture, God allows Peter, James, and John to see beyond what others saw. He lets them go deeper than the superficial and see into the depths of God. Occasionally, God does allow us that spectacular glimpse of things beyond that natural realm. But oftentimes the things in our physical life will hinder and even at times prevent us from seeing those things of God that God wants us to see. Peter, James, and John had cleared their life. They were wholly committed 
they were all in, willing to do whatever, and they were able to see that transfiguration. Jesus allowed them to see. He, he allowed them to see that glorified body. Oh, hallelujah. He allowed them to see Moses and Elijah. And, and they saw things others never saw. And I'm telling you, I promise you this morning, that's the relationship you can have with Jesus Christ this morning. That's the relationship you can have with Jesus Christ. That's what he's calling on you for. That's what he's reaching on you for. That's what he's knocking on the door of your life and your heart. There is a door opened unto you. One scripture tells us and it, there is a door that's opened unto you. 1 Corinthians 16 and 9, a great door and effectual is opened and there are many adversaries. There's many things that are going to try to hinder you from making the climb to the Mount of God. But God is reaching and God is speaking this morning and He is wanting you to make the climb. He brought you into this place for such a time as this. So you will climb that mountain. So you will live at that place. So you will pray those prayers. So you will make that consecration. So you will be that dedicated. So you will do the ministry that He has called you to do. He wants to give you. Let me tell somebody that He wants to give you a seat at His table. He wants you to find your seat at His table. God wants you to take your seat. He's committed to you. Are you as committed to Him? If so, you've got to take up your cross and follow after Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2. Sister Crutchfield, if you can get ready to play. Ephesians chapter 2. I want to close with this. But God, who is rich in mercy for His great love, wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins. Think about that. Even when we were dead in sins hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace you were saved. And hath raised us up together. And made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Are you ready to sit in heavenly places? That in the ages to come, He might show the exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness toward us through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give Him praise. Let's give Him praise. Go ahead and stand and give the Lord praise. God is reaching to you this morning. God is calling on your life this morning. He has a door open for someone. If today's your day to just get your foot in the water, get your foot in the water at an altar. If, if, if you've had your foot in the water and it's time to go deeper, then go a little deeper. If you've had your knees in the water and you're like, God, I'm not satisfied there. I want more. Would you come and make that choice? I'm going to be all in. Matthew 25, I, I do want to say this scripture is a closing. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey. He called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold in the NIV. To another two bags, to another one, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey and the man who had received five bags of gold at once and put his money to work, gained five bags more. 
So also the one with two bags, gold gained two more. The man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. What are you doing today with the call on your life? What are you doing today with the voice of God that's speaking into your heart? What are you doing this morning with the knock at the door? He might not always knock. He may not knock again. He's wanting you to come closer. He's drawing you closer than you've ever been. He, he wants to be wholly committed to you, but he needs you to be wholly committed to him. Is there someone willing to walk through the door this morning? Is there someone willing to walk through the door? Are you willing to take the five talents and put your gifts to work? Are you willing to take the two and gain more? Or do you want to hide your faith and just slip out of here and not do anything and, and be that? God has given you giftings this morning. God is calling you today. He wants you to be one of the ones in his inner circle. Oh, hallelujah. And he, don't you want to see him? Don't you want to see him and know him? And don't you want to have his way of contact? Don't you want to be able to get in touch with him at a moment's need? You don't have to call this brother or this sister. I want to see him. I want to see his Shekinah glory in my life. I, I, want, I want to see that haze and know that the presence of God is so strong. I want to see angels as I see them. I want to see the Lord of glory. I want to hear His voice. I want to walk through that great door that the Apostle tells us about in 1 Corinthians. There is a great door and effectual open to you. And there are many adversaries. But the one adversary, there's only one adversary that can keep you out of the door that God has opened in your life. There's only one adversary that can prevent you from walking through the door that God has opened in your life. There's only one enemy that can keep you from that place with Christ. And that's you. You're the only one that can keep yourself away. You're the only one that can keep yourself out. You don't know what I've done, Pastor. I, I, I can't be in God's inner circle. Yes, you can. The blood of Jesus. Can you discount the blood of Jesus to that level that anyone here, everyone here is worthy through the blood being applied to our life? Let's call on the name of Jesus right now. She's going to begin to sing. Would you find yourself a place at the altar? God, I want to I want to walk through that door. God, I want to hear that voice. I want to see things perhaps others don't see. I want to be the one, God, that walks up with you to that mountain, oh God. I want to climb that mountain. I want to do your will. Behold, Jehovah, see the Lord. 
Crystal. If you don't know, she's been coming to our church on and off for many years because her dad is our uh, evangelism pastor home. And uh, so Pastor Parks, this is his daughter, and he's having the opportunity. She's having the opportunity to be baptized. The Lord's hand's been upon her life for a long time. Amen. So, Brother Parks. Crystal is, uh, has been filled with the Holy Ghost. It's really interesting the way that the Lord draws your children in. At the, for those that don't know, me and Sister Parks are a blended family. Chance, who was raised in our household, you always knew us as me, Sister Parks, and Chance growing up. And uh, very interesting uh, dynamic of us being a blended family. My daughters did not grow up with me living for the Lord. And so they knew the old me very well. <laughs> uh, but you'll notice this, this beautiful spirit on this young lady. She's filled with the Holy Ghost. She's very sensitive to the power of God. Each time that she's in the presence of God, you can see the presence of God all over her. She came to me and she said, Daddy, I want to be baptized today. And the Holy Ghost is all over her right now. So we're going to baptize Crystal in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of her sins. confession of your faith, your repentance of your sins, your belief in the acts of the apostles, I now baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Jesus' name.
everybody today. Great to see some that weren't expected back, made it back in. Daniel, awesome to see you. It's been years, but I love you, brother. And, uh, and awesome to see Venetia. Thank you. Wonderful seeing you today and your family. And uh, Crystal is getting ready. And Chance and Allison, uh, you beautiful. Where's baby? And wonderful to see each and every one of you. And I said, where is, uh, where is Kytus? Did he slip out? Somebody go grab Kytus. We want to pray for him before he goes away in the military. And Brother Munden, while, while we're getting him, Brother Munden wants to share something we're doing for our soldiers that are overseas, some care packages. So Brother Munden, come uh, share what we're doing. There he is. We'll pray for Kytus, and then we'll share that. Y'all, this young man, we love him. He's been a part of our church for many, many years, and he is joining the United States Air Force. We're so proud of you. Come on, let's gather around him and pray. Some gifts out and prizes when you make a lot of noise, but 
but um, 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 they used to. I don't know if they still do. And um, and also, it is great to to have my son in church today with my great with my grandbaby. His <laughs> first time coming to church. So, but um, um, and and Loretta, it's great to have you here, ma'am. And. We definitely want to keep all of those who have come so far to visit. Keep them in prayer as they leave today for travel. Alright? We want to make sure that we, we keep all of our brothers, all of our sisters. Uh, Daniel C., as Pastor already said, sir, it is great to see you again. We're glad to see you in the land of the living, nice and healthy. And we'll continue to pray for you. Hallelujah. And, uh, and also, we have care package. We have a box outside. We have our troops who are deployed to, um, I don't think we have any right now in Korea. If we do, please let me know if you have a love in Korea. But we have some of our men and women that are in um, um, Poland, we know. So we want to make sure that we have care package for them. And as Kytus is leaving, going to Lackland Air Force Base, hey, we can send something to him too. So over there, I have a little list, and we'll post it online. Just some things that we want to send. Great thing to send will be Bible tracts, some books, some materials for them to study while they're over there. But also little things like, you know, little something that's big enough to fit in a shoebox, but no bigger than that, basically. A whole bunch of snacks, because that's how they give it, and we can receive it. And we can also send it to their friends or to the chaplain. So please bless us with that, and you can also give at the offering for that, okay? And, um, man, anything else? Christy Lynn? Christy Lynn, do you have to link up with anybody for the pre pre preparation for the float? I have a meeting um, with the city at 4.30 on Tuesday, so I'll let them all know at 8 o'clock Tuesday night. All right, so Tuesday evening for all of our young people, anybody, uh, elders, uh, our saints who are older than 24, 25, hey, will you come out and help build it up or assist them in whatever means or drive? But make sure that we come out Friday and support them, all right? All right, well, we can all stand to our feet as we close out in prayer and pray for our offering as you prepare your wallets, as you prepare your uh, uh, purses for us to give back into God. Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, we are thankful, Lord, for the word, for the power that has come forth today, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would bless, Lord, this offering as we give back, Lord. And we pray, Lord, for those, Lord, that are traveling, that you would bless them in their travel as they go, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would put your heavenly hosts around their vehicles, around their flights, around their boats, whatever they are on, Lord Jesus. We ask, Lord, that you would keep them safe, Lord. And we pray, Lord, that as they go on their way, Lord Jesus, that they would take this word, this gospel, Lord Jesus, that you have given us, Lord, and continue to expound on it to those that don't know you. We thank you, we praise you, we plead your blood over this offering. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Be blessed. Come on down. Give your offering. Shake hands with one or two brothers and sisters. Go with God. Be blessed.